Today, my dear faithful, is the Sunday within the octave of the Ascension. And the epistle is taken from the first epistle of St. Peter, chapter 4. Dearly beloved, be prudent and watch in prayers. But before all things, have a constant mutual charity among yourselves, for charity covereth a multitude of sins. Using hospitality one towards another without murmuring, as every man hath received grace, ministering the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the words of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the power which God administereth, that in all things God may be honored through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 15. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, When the paraclete cometh, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceedeth from the Father, he shall give testimony of me. And you shall give testimony, because you are with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken to you, that you may not be scandalized. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the hour cometh, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doth a service to God. And these things will they do to you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that, when the hour shall come, you may remember that I told you. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Before all things... Have a constant mutual charity among yourselves, for charity covereth a multitude of sins. Words taken from the epistle of today's Mass. the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the year 249, the Emperor Philip was, sorry, the Roman Emperor Philip was murdered by Decius. Decius was a man of the empire who proceeded to set himself up as the Roman emperor. This was a great loss for the Christians. For you see, Emperor Philip actually practiced the Catholic faith in secret, whereas Decius had had an intense hatred for Christianity. Thus, after becoming emperor, Decius began the seventh general persecution of the church. Decius sought to destroy the faith, but he knew that from the past persecutions, putting Catholics to death did not actually stop the faith from growing. Instead, it increased the spread. And so he tried a new method. He tried to make Catholics abandon the faith by torturing them as much as possible in order to make them apostatize. In fact, Emperor Decius decreed, whoever confesses himself a Christian shall be tormented until he renounces his faith. He then suspended all other court cases so that the judges could apply themselves to this one important affair, the arrest and punishment of the Catholics. 
Instruments of all kinds were, were prepared for the Christians. For example, metal chairs were heated, and the faithful were made to sit in them, or steel claws made to lacerate their bodies. All sorts of instruments were invented by the cruelty of men and evil inspira- inspiration of the devil to torture the Christians. In fact, the tormentors vied with one another to invent the cruelest of all. <clears throat> Each one seemed to fear that he might be outdone by his fellow tormentors. This brought about many defections during this persecution. But as well, there were many martyrs who exhibited remarkable courage as in past persecutions. In fact, the crueler the torments were, the greater was the victory of the Christian martyrs. One story that stands out from this persecution, which shows not only the courage of the Christians, but it also shows their true Catholic charity, even towards their enemies. It is the story of St. Acacius, Bishop of Antioch. He was brought before the proconsul Marcion. St. Acacius was charged with being Catholic. And so the proconsul accused him of being an enemy of the emperor. He said to the saintly bishop, You who live under the Roman laws ought to love and respect the emperor and your rulers. St. Acacius previously replied, Who loves the emperor more than we Christians? He then explains, We pray for him continually, that he may live long, that he may govern the people with justice, and that his reign may be peaceful. We pray also for the soldiers and for all the world. The Holy Bishop continued with so much wisdom and good sense that the proconsul considered it his duty to send a report of his examination to the Emperor Dacius. He must have sent this report with trembling hand, though, to speak well of a Christian to the Emperor himself. It must have been a fearful thing. But Emperor Dacius admired this response of the bishop so much that he released St. Acacius and he rewarded the proconsul for his good judgment. Here we see, my dear faithful, the real policy of true Christians who pray even for those who oppress them, including their governments. This is because, as our Lord forewarns us in today's gospel, that we will be persecuted no matter what. In today's gospel, our Lord tells the apostles that he must leave them, but that he will send them the paraclete, that is, the comforter, to strengthen them. Then he tells them that they will have to suffer, just as he suffered for love of us. He says, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the hour cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doth a service to God. 
Our Lord tells them these things, so they will not be surprised when suffering and persecution come. But our Lord did not say these words only to the apostles and disciples at his time. Through them, he spoke to us. And with this, we see our Lord's loving concern for us, that he forewarns us and thus prepares us for future trials. He warns us that we will suffer and be mistreated by others. In fact, he says that others will persecute us and think that they are doing a service to God thereby. Thus, we must not be surprised when suffering and even persecution come. Rather, we should trust in his promise to send the paraclete, that is, the Holy Ghost, who will strengthen us and enable us to practice true Christian charity. Now, we may not be physically persecuted at this time, as the early Christians were by being put to death. But at times, people may irritate us and even infuriate us, and thereby we, in a sense, suffer persecution. It is at these times that we must truly strive to practice charity. As St. Peter says in today's epistle, before all things have a constant mutual charity among yourselves. That is to say, be patient and kind with those who annoy you or injure you. For true Christian charity is kind to all men, and especially our enemies. For it is harder to be kind to one from whom we have suffered something. In fact, we should be especially kind to those who trouble us, and even we should go out of our way to do something for them. True Christian charity is not merely avoiding unkindness and harshness, but it actually does acts of kindness towards others. As our Lord said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. By being charitable also, you will make up for all the offenses that you have committed against God yourself. That is, if you forgive your enemies and show him kindness, God will do the same for you. He will forgive you as he has forgiven others. Sorry, as you have forgiven others. For St. Peter says in today's epistle, Charity covereth a multitude of sins. Let us then, my dear faithful, strive to practice charity like the Christians of the early church. When we are persecuted, or suffer, even in some small way. The Christians in the story prayed even for the emperor and government that was persecuting them 
and putting them to death in such horrifying and torturous ways. They respected and followed the laws of the Roman Empire as long as these laws were not contrary to the laws of God. And so, like them, we must pray and be kind to those who offend or injure us. Let us be charitable to everyone. Be kind even to those who offend you. Make it a practice to say a short prayer when another makes you angry or upset. For example, if someone says something that irritates you, before you say or do anything, say to yourself, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Invoke our Lord or Our Lady's help to make you patient and charitable to those who offend you. For you see, it is only by God's grace that we can practice Christ-like charity to our enemies. And we have the supreme example of how to forgive our enemies from our Lord himself. Our Lord, hanging upon the cross, suffering so much, bleeding and dying for all mankind. And yet, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Let us, my dear faithful, imitate our Lord then and forgive all who injure us. Have this true Catholic charity even to your enemies. As St. Acacius pointed out in the story, true Catholics, those who are truly followers of Christ, pray for everyone, even if they are being persecuted by those same people. And so let our Lord's prayer on the cross be our prayer as well. As often as you are offended, say to yourself, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.